2008 could be a watershed year for medicines derived from stem cells with the first ever product derived from living human cells going before the U.S. Food and Drug Administration for possible approval this year. Welcome to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD, XM Channel 157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson, the healthcare reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and with me today is Randall Mills. He's the President and Chief Executive Officer of Osiris Therapeutics, which is just outside of Baltimore, Maryland. Dr. Mills, who joined Osiris in July of 2004, was previously an Executive Officer of Regeneration Technologies, Inc. from 1998 until 2004 where he was also Vice President of Development and in charge of research. Dr. Mills was a founding member of the management team of the University of Florida Tissue Bank. The University of Florida is also where he received a bachelor's degree in microbiology and cell science and a PhD later in drug development. Randall Mills, welcome to ReachMD. Thank you very much for having us. So tell us about this exciting year in stem cell research. We know that your company has products already on the market. If you could tell us a little bit about that, but also the whole exciting idea that you have a drug that is going to go before the FDA this year for possible approval, which is something that has never happened in the stem cell industry in this country. Right. Prochymal, which is our lead stem cell drug, is currently in its final phase of FDA required clinical trials. And it's in that final phase for two indications. One is called graft-versus-host disease. It's a life-threatening immunological reaction that can take place in up to 50% of patients following bone marrow transplantation. And the other is Crohn's disease, an inflammatory condition of the intestines that affects about 500,000 Americans, and it can have significant debilitating effects on quality of life. And both of these indications are in currently are in phase three pivotal trials right now. And the first of these indications for graft-versus-host disease is expected to be complete sometime this year, and, and then we'll be getting the entire regulatory package in front of FDA shortly thereafter. And what we're excited about here is that if we are successful, this will be the first FDA-approved stem cell drug, and not just by the FDA, but it'll be the first approved stem cell drug anywhere in the world. And that'll be obviously a very significant milestone and accomplishment for OSIRIS, but it'll also be a very significant accomplishment for the entire field of cell therapy. When you are a pioneer in something that's never been done before. And I don't want to pick on the FDA, but let me pick on the FDA because I don't want you to because you got a product going through there. But the the FDA is under intense scrutiny. Their budget is is short. They're under criticism for, you know, potentially, you know, tainted drugs coming from China and this and that and the other thing. But when you are able to get something through the regulatory process, and it's taken, you know, how many years now, that really will set the stage for other products to go through, but also because they've been able to watch you closely. Isn't that kind of how it works? Oh, absolutely. It's quite clear that we are in uncharted territories and we are by ourselves there, but we're very proud of that leadership position as well. We've worked really hard, not just with our clinicians, but also with the Food and Drug Administration to responsibly develop the product so we can bring it to patients as quickly as we can, but also we want to make sure that we don't hurt anybody. And the FDA has that charge as well. Uh, The standard that we're held to in developing a stem cell drug is exactly the same standard that any other drug is held to, and that is the product has to demonstrate that it's both safe and effective. That is something that we came to realize a long time ago and have been operating under the assumption that that's the hurdle. There are no free passes in stem cell research. Just because it happens to be a stem cell doesn't mean the FDA is going to give you an easy ride. Um, Their expectations are high, but they're not unreasonable. And actually, as a partner in this, I'll say the FDA has been very, very helpful and cooperative to work with. 
Well, that is interesting because people, I mean, I would think that the political pressure to get a stem cell product to market would be enormous. I mean, if you look at maybe getting a man on the moon, you would think that the U.S. would want to be first here. But at the same time, you know, there's all sorts of recent track record where the FDA is under scrutiny because they allowed certain drugs to get on the market. And then we later found out that they were, you know, not so hot. But in this case, isn't it generally the rule of thumb, at least what I think the general public might think, is that stem cell products are supposed to be potentially more effective and safer? And are you finding that? That absolutely should be the case, and, and so far that's what we've seen. We actually believe the analogy of it is like getting a man on the moon. We are going through an inflection point in the practice of medicine that has no equal all the way back till perhaps the introduction of penicillin and the sulfa drugs in late 1929 and, and 1930, which, you know, the introduction of these antibiotics absolutely changed the practice of medicine and the way we think about medicine and we think about disease changed as a result of those drugs. We're going through that same inflection point right now with stem cell therapy. Literally, the way we will treat disease in the future will change as a result of this therapy. And it is an incredible honor to be at the forefront of that kind of technology and be leading and, and potentially and, and hopefully be the first ones to usher in this new era of medicine. But it also comes with a tremendous amount of responsibility, and the FDA feels that responsibility, but we also feel that responsibility at OSIRIS. And so our lead product is used to treat little children. Well, as the parent of a four-year-old and a one-year-old, we take the safety of the product uh, first and foremost above everything else. And the enthusiasm for the product in the entire class of stem cell therapy needs to be balanced appropriately with responsible research. Because if we did something that was irresponsible, if we got ahead of ourselves, and I don't, I don't mean just Osiris, but I mean the entire industry, and we had a problem that affected safety, we could actually set the entire field back a significant amount of time. And so I think it's incumbent that companies that are doing research in this area do it swiftly, they do it efficiently, but they also do it in a very responsible way that puts the safety of the patient and the well-being of the patient first and foremost in front of everything else. Well, if you're just tuning in or even if you're new to our channel, you're listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. I'm Bruce Japson of the Chicago Tribune, and I'm speaking with Randall Mills. He's the president and CEO of Osiris Therapeutics. And Osiris is a name that you're probably going to hear more of later this year because they are the first company that is in the final stage of the Food and Drug Administration's approval process for a stem cell treatment. And the stem cell product is called Prochymal. And if you could give us a little sketch on Prochymal about, well, how long has it been in clinical trials and also what it treats and what its potential is and perhaps what would doctors out there use it for that perhaps it might be better than something else that's on the market or something that it would replace or perhaps it would treat a patient that is not treatable on current therapies today. Right. So Prochymal is a formulation of a particular kind of stem cell called the mesenchymal stem cell. And it's formulated for intravenous infusion. So it goes into a patient's peripheral IV or intravenous line, just like any other intravenous drug would. In fact, as a patient's being infused with prochymal, you can't tell it apart from any other traditional therapy. The active agent in it is, as I mentioned, the mesenchymal stem cell or the MSC, which is a cell that in our body is responsible for the way we normally respond to injury. And so in the same way that white blood cells 
cells respond to infection, the mesenchymal stem cell responds to and fixes injury. So if you break a bone, if you burn yourself, if you cut yourself, if you have an ulcer in your stomach, the way you respond to and heal to that type of injury is mediated by the mesenchymal stem cell. And so what we've done with Prochymal is we've formulated that up in, a, in an intravenous bag so we can infuse it into patients who don't have uh, sufficient quantities of these cells to affect proper healing. Our lead indications I've mentioned are graft versus host disease, but we also have an indication for Crohn's disease. Both of these conditions we are treating at stages which have no therapy. So for example, our Crohn's disease patient population that we're going after are what we would call biologics refractory patients. And so these are patients that don't have therapeutic alternatives. In fact, uh, their only resort would be to have surgical removal of the affected portion of their intestines. And so well, we're going after a patient population in Crohn's disease that doesn't have an effective alternative. The same thing is true. We actually recently won a $225 million contract from the Department of Defense because one of the things that mesenchymal stem cells appear to be able to do is reverse the effects of high doses of radiation. And so the military is very concerned about their personnel that are deployed on some of our more exposed battlefields, and they want to make sure they have appropriate countermeasures in place if somebody were to set off a radiological uh, device on the battlefield. And so they contracted with us to develop and supply them with prochymal for those kinds of indications. And so in the future, what do we see the product being used for? Well, we have a phase two trial in ongoing in type one diabetes. We also have a phase two trial in a condition called COPD or, or chronic obstructive pulmonary disease, as well as acute myocardial infarction. So any type of disease where there's a lot of inflammation or where there's tissue injury that needs to be corrected, the mesenchymal stem cell at least uh, appears to have some ability to play a beneficial role in, in the treatment paradigm for the patient. Well, and this is all very interesting because as Mr. Mills is saying, Osiris has gone through this process and they're in the final round to get Prochymal approved. Who else is behind you? I mean, are there other companies that are either in similar areas or if Prochymal wins approval in the next year from the FDA, are there other companies that are getting close to a process or are they waiting to see whether you guys are able to get approved as sort of pioneers here? There's no shortage of companies that are working on developing stem cell therapies. To our knowledge, there are no other companies as imminently close as we are to being done. I think everyone in the stem cell space, whether it be on the embryonic side or, or the adult side, is anxiously looking forward to the uh, ultimate approval of what we hope will be prochymal as the first drug because it will remove uncertainty that currently exists right now, uh, whether it be a, amongst the investment community or you know, the regulatory community. The, having an actual product that makes it to market will define a path and demonstrate to everyone else that it can be done and more specifically lay out the roadmap in which it gets done. And how many years has it taken you since you first submitted the product to the FDA? Well, we've been at it a while. So we've been doing research on the product for 15 years. We did our first request to treat human patients in 1998. So about 10 years ago, we treated our first human subject. The way the clinical development process for a stem cell drug is set up is that there's three tiers of testing. Phase one testing, which requires the drug to demonstrate safety, followed by phase two testing, which demonstrates both safety and efficacy. And then the last phase three round of testing is in larger patient population 
operations, which confirms the efficacy of the product as well as the safety. And those are done in series, so those aren't done in parallel. And so because of some of the concerns that early on surrounded stem cells, some of those early trials took quite a long time, four or five years, just to do a phase one trial and actually get the results. So we've been at it for quite a while. We've been in the clinic now 10 years, but we are uh, reaching the end of the road. And I think one of the things we're very pleased of is we've done a good, responsible job of developing this technology. We haven't taken any shortcuts. We've gone methodically through phase one and phase two and phase three. In fact, we've now completed seven phase one and phase two trials in the program, and we'll be finishing up our phase three trial soon and hopefully have the drug on the market. Well, this has been an exciting conversation because it is so pioneering, and I would like to thank Randall Mills, who's been our guest. He's the president and CEO of our Cyrus Therapeutics, and my name is Bruce Japson. I'm the Chicago Tribune's healthcare reporter. You've been listening to the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. We welcome your comments and questions about today's show through our website at ReachMD.com, which now features our entire medical show library, including this show in on-demand podcasts. And I would like to thank you today for listening. This ReachMD program is featured on Sermo, a free online community exclusively for physicians. To discuss this program with your colleagues, visit www.sermo.com. That's S-E-R-M-O dot com. When you join, enter ReachMD in the promotion box to receive a $15 Amazon gift card.